It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Security Token Show, folks. I'm your host, Hurry Konings, joined by my co-host, as always, Kyle Solomon. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida, ready to give you the latest security token news. I'm excited to be here, as always, Kyle, ready to get into a great show. Yeah, another great show. But before we dive into what's going on this week with our top five, our main topic, and everything in between, we wanted to thank our sponsor, which this week is Provenance. You may know them because they are a leading institutional blockchain. They worked in partnership with Figure, one of the, I mean, the largest non-bank HELOC lender. They're doing billions of dollars of tokenized debt offerings with home equity lines of credit, all on Providence. But Providence is way more than just that. They do all kinds of institutional adoption for tokenized projects with banks and financial service providers. Not only that, but they're in our success network and they are doing a panel with our own Peter Gaffney on June 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. We're talking with Anthony Morrow from the foundation. He's a managing director there talking about everything going on in the blockchain. Gotta thank Providence for making this show possible as always. Uh, with that, Kyle, let's get into the top five. Kyle, I think the first thing that you need to know right now in the top five, uh, not expecting much of this. That's why it's in number five, but it's worth putting on your radar is the Securities Clarity Act. If for some reason that does get some traction, it'll bring some interesting uh, clarity is one way to put it, I think. Uh, in any case, what the point of the bill is meant to do is actually separate the difference between the investment contract that is being offered uh, versus the underlying asset that's being sold and which is actually applicable to pretty much every ICO sale or any kind of a token offering uh, in this case, it actually still could be that the underlying asset is, in fact, also an investment contract, therefore not allowing any kind of securities evasion and enabling the SEC still an opportunity to go after uh, securities that are truly securities. But the idea is it offers in the U.S. a way for token projects to issue still compliantly with securities laws as needed, but offering a distinction for the underlying asset, offering it a path to credibility to potentially not be distinguished as a security. Yeah, I guess we've got to start somewhere. So they're trying to say, look, the investment contract and the asset are two different things. They might act and be treated the same way, but they're at least recognizing that they're two separate things, which is maybe somewhere to start. We'll see what happens. All right, Kyle, what you got for number four? four? We've got Globian's Pay. It's a token launch based out of Hong Kong. They're trying to do financial services all kinds of exchange relations and, and building a platform for tokenized securities in the Hong Kong jurisdiction. But they have plans to scale across the globe, except for the US, as we've seen pretty consistently from a lot of international issuers. They're trying to raise $100 million for that banking and investment management project. 
And in exchange, you are getting a security. You're getting a revenue share token that has some convertible equity components in the future. Interesting project. Yet another STO. Cool to see it out of Hong Kong, Kyle. Number three, we've got a big announcement. We've got our Q1 State of the Industry Report by Peter Gaffney himself out now, folks. So you go check that out. It's probably the most comprehensive resource there is in the industry regarding all of the institutional activity, all of the updates from the industry service providers, just about anything that happened all the way through May. That's why we call it our extended edition. Is there available in that report? Almost 50 pages that I'll tell you, you'll learn something new for sure. And you're going to get really excited about where this space is headed. Early access to our security token advisor success network members. Of course, there's all kinds of programming. We're diving into everything there. So check out the success network if you haven't already. And number two, Murray Asset and Hannah Financial, two firms out of South Korea that are now partnering in the Next Financial Initiative Consortium. That's what they're calling it in the Korea market. Hannah is a $364 billion asset manager. Murray is a $550 billion asset manager. Their goal is to commercialize blockchain solutions, to launch compliant issuances, and to drive the tokenization of securities. This is on the heels of a lot of South Korean legislature and development going on in the region. So major shout out to these banks. Love to see uh, Korea on the rise there. And the most important thing you got to know happening right now is a big announcement from State Street Global Advisors. They're eyeing tokenization of ETFs. Mm. Worth knowing that they are actually the manager behind the largest ETF out there, over $400 billion, the SPDR, the Spider, as it's known, S&P 500 products. And what if that one day gets tokenized, Kyle? That's incredible. The fact that they acknowledge that the future of ETFs could be tokenization. They acknowledged uh, actually, there are customers that would want tokenized versions, you know, of this product uh, and perhaps beyond and many other applications that they're seeing within tokenization as well and private assets uh, and beyond. So very exciting news. State Street being one of the largest asset managers and advisors in the world. Uh, pretty big news. And with that, let's get into Peter Gaffney and the industry news. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the Security Token Show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. A few notable headlines across the board. So a trend that we wrote about in our Success Network weekly insights email last week, and something that's been gaining steam for the past few months in general, is Korean participation in the security token space. Murray Asset, Korea's largest investment bank and global asset manager with $200 billion in AUM, who owns mutual fund and ETF sponsors, including Global X ETFs and Horizons ETFs, is now starting a security token consortium in Korea alongside Hanna Financial Group and SK Telecom, who happens to be a client of Murray's that will be issuing its own security token. The project is dubbed the Next Financial Initiative, aims to commercialize blockchain within capital markets, especially in Korea. Staying in the ETF space, State Street, whose Spider ETF has $380 billion in assets alone, is now talking about tokenizing those very same funds. State Street's already an investor in Securency, who was selected by Wisdom Tree for transfer agent services on Wisdom Tree Prime and the impending 10 blockchain-based 1940 Act fund products that it has coming. Additionally, Nadine Shikar joins Securency as CEO to start 2023 after some time with State Street Digital. Would it be too far of a stretch for State Street to bring this tokenized ETF concept directly to fruition with Securency or even with a range of partners globally? 
Keep in mind, firms like Franklin Templeton, Arca, and Ondo Finance are already pushing the tokenized money market and treasury product AUMs towards a collective, collective half billion dollars. Once we hit that billion dollar mark, we'll likely see like 10 comparable products hit the market, one of which may be State Street or may even come out of the more thematic focused sponsors like GlobalX or Arc, maybe even BlackRock. This is not the time to discount Larry Fink's 2023 letter to investors in which he does state tokenization is the next generation for markets after all. So that's all for today's institutional updates. I hope you guys enjoy our 50-page Q1 extended report we just published. It covers market trends across money markets, private equity, private credit, asset-backed securities, secondary trading activity, uh, comprehensive platform updates, and additional commentary insights. You name it, we got it. In the meantime, let's go to Sam Sachs and get his market updates. Hello and happy Monday, or maybe not so happy of a Monday for Onegra holders. Onegra is down 55% to $85.56 per token, erasing nearly $9 billion of market cap and bringing the total security token market cap to $6.8 billion. The rest of the market remains relatively quiet with lower volume than usual. In better news, Globian's Pay, a multi-service platform for all financial solutions, has announced the launch of its STO to raise funds for its global expansion and development. The STO presents an opportunity for investors to own a revenue share of the entire Globian's Pay group. Globian's Pay aims to operate licensed and regulated banking, securities dealing, and investment management services worldwide. Issuance of 100 million GB Pay tokens priced at $1 each US dollar with the added benefit of a bonus structure for early investors. Token holders have a potentially 7.5% revenue share of the Globians Pay Group's business indefinitely, independent of profits, which may be attractive to investors. And a new House bill introduced in the House, obviously introduced in the House, would clarify that a digital asset that is sold as part of an investment contract does not necessarily become a security. If passed, the Securities Clarity Act would help settle one of the most debated legal questions in the crypto space and make it even more difficult for the US SEC to argue that many existing tokens are unregistered securities. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you next Monday. And with our main topic this week, we're talking about perhaps the biggest player in the security token industry you may have never heard of, and that is OTC Markets. This is a marketplace that provides transactional services and exchange services for over or nearly 10,000 trading assets, and they're breaking into tokenization in a big way. Isn't that true, Herway? Uh, that's absolutely what we're seeing, folks. Uh, that's actually off the heels of an announcement earlier in May where they revealed that they have gotten FINRA approval for an ATS license under their broker dealer specifically designated for digital asset securities. Uh, today, we're going to dive in what that means because you know, actually, it's funny that there's a world where everybody knows OTC markets, and then there's a very other side of that world in finance that does not know about OTC right. markets, despite the fact that they've got over 10,000 different securities uh, trading through their system. And on top of that, they've actually got some of the largest uh, crypto players, such as Grayscale uh, and T0, too. Yeah also trading on their platform, they're much, much bigger than most people realize. Yeah, so they basically, they specialize in that small cap segment when maybe you don't have enough market size or enough volume to be supported on the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange. You could go public as a pink sheet or as just a small cap or micro cap asset 
on the OTC markets to provide some of that liquidity, whether that's because you wanted it or potentially some of your shareholders or your board forced that to happen. We've seen there's some liquidity attacks on some of these shareholders before. Certainly nothing to do with OTC, but more just market dynamics around the secondary market. And so what we see here is pretty interesting. You talked about T0. Before we dive into their actual tokenization piece, you may understand T0 is a tokenized security. They trades on T0. But what they did was they actually offered an kind of a duplicate or identical asset that's the analog share of the same representation and rights of the tokenized shares. And that's what trades on OTC markets. So they kind of offer that, that more traditional component. But now we're seeing that they actually have expressed approval for trading digital securities, this time as an interdealer. ATS. Now, we talked all last week in our main topic about the different types of broker-dealers, talked about all the different standards that, that can come from the primary side. ATS is alternative trading systems are an upgrade to that broker-dealer process that allows for the secondary transactions themselves, but not all ATSs are created the, sa the same as it turns out in the same way the broker-dealers. No, uh, you know, as you're kind of, I think, about to explain is, you know, there's a very big distinction here, folks, about why OTC Link ATS is a little bit more special than the others, which is they are an inter-dealer broker, which means that unlike having to, say, go through a dual-listed token on, as examples, just a hypothetical Securitize and INX, uh, they would provide two different options. One might actually have a better price naturally than the other, or they might be more or less the same in a very fair and liquid market. Uh, the reality is, is they ha already have essentially a partnership, but you go through just them internally, whether you choose one. With uh, actually the OTC Link ATS as an inter-dealer, they can actually route the trade. So you can go through OTC and actually get the best price between all of the different connected brokers. You can imagine the beauty of security tokens being able to create a very large interoperable network where you can tap into lots of different distribution channels. Uh, and you can do this best uh, for at least both the customer of the buyer and the seller through OTS's inter-dealer platform. Yeah, absolutely right. What we've seen and some of the struggle with these cross-listed assets is that you have to go to every individual exchange. You have to sign up for every single platform. And you would have to manually have to compare the, the bid and asks across those different platforms. Whereas what OTC Markets is trying to do is be that umbrella across all the different partners that they have. And we haven't seen any real partnerships come out yet. So we're unsure who is a part of this link network or what their plans are there. But in theory, they could plug into all of the different brokers and provide distribution services to their network, because obviously with 10,000 securities, they have quite a large network of investors and distribution channels and other brokers that may want to provide liquidity here. This is really, really interesting because it does provide some of those gaps in the cross communication that we've seen across these brokers. And in a low liquid environment, that's really important. That could be a, a saving grace there. They do acknowledge that the environment regulatory-wise still has some ways to go. Yeah. So it may be, quote unquote, some time as they've acknowledged that we might actually see some of this come to fruition. But one can hope that in the future, that the fact that they're acknowledging that digital asset securities could be a great future for the new world of securities. You could see those 10,000 uh, different companies potentially moving to this one day. But more importantly, I think the, that they're really acknowledging is that there is actually a potential where 
whether by Congress or as we've seen by the opinion of the chair of the SEC, a lot of these cryptos are securities, potentially crypto asset securities as defined legally. And therefore, say in a world where Filecoin and Ethereum and a lot of these different uh, cryptos that we're used to could actually become securities, OTC Markets is ready to be that venue to help create a regulatory safe environment for these cryptos to trade. Uh, so that's a big bet in the event that that happens. That's obviously a massive opportunity. Um, but uh, overall, I think it's going to be some time before we see something happen. And that's the OTC Markets. They are, as they self-identified, in a very strong position for the development of tokenized securities, whether that is real security tokens like the ones we see in our show and what we cover here every week, or whether that's cryptos that are retrofit into securities laws, as many of the regulators have said to them, it doesn't matter. They're here for it all. They're ready to take advantage of it. And this is a huge player that's strongly positioned to be here when the market grows. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. And of course, if you've got questions or feedback, let Kyler I know about this main topic. Let us know about another topic you'd like to see covered. And we're happy to do that. And with that, we're going to end our show, the Companies of the Week. And to close out our show this week, we're talking about our Companies of the Week. The two businesses that Herwig and I wanted to specifically highlight for doing some amazing things in the industry. And of course, giving them a nomination for the Company of the Year Award that's only about six months away now that we're in June. So, Herwig, who's your Company of the Week this week? Well, there were some huge announcements we saw in the top five. Uh, I have to go with Murray. Uh, Murray out of South Korea is a half trillion plus asset manager, folks. They move mountains. So it gets me super, super excited uh, just to see exactly where they've positioned themselves, folks. We saw very early on in the beginning of this year, the announcement from regulators in South Korea about the framework for security tokens. And just shortly after, we saw Murray jump in with SK Telecom, one of the massive telecom uh, distributors out there. They're going to provide that infrastructure on that side. And of course, Murray is going to bring in their financial infrastructure, their distribution, their investors, their assets, uh, and bring it into this new tokenized framework. Uh, so that's very exciting because then they launched the uh, next financial initiative, uh, which is actually their consortium. Uh, so now they are also similar to what they've seen in Japan, uh, but they've now partnered up, as we announced, with HANA, uh, which is another multi-billion dollar asset manager. And I expect that we're going to see more and more banks uh, join and we're going to start to see some pilot projects get announced very shortly, which is very, very exciting because South Korea can very quickly become one of the fastest movers in the APAC region, maybe around the world for security tokens. And that's all thanks to Murray. So I got to give them my company of the week, Kyle. That makes total sense. Building consortiums is really how we can develop trust within the system. We see this in traditional banking and infrastructure all of the time. You can share liquidity, you can share strategies, vendors, and different opportunities. It makes sense. And Murray getting involved in a big way. Hey, and they're also the owner of parent company behind Global X, which is where we got uh, Peter from. How not so uh, good stuff. Train him well. My company of the week, Herwig, is State Street, one of the largest financial services companies in the world. It's a leader in the U.S. markets. They create Huge ETF products, including the largest that tracks the S&P 500, the Spider, which is a $400 billion ETF. And their head of that ETF platform came out and said, 
hey, we have demand for tokenized ETFs. We'd love to launch tokenized ETF products. Okay. That's big words coming from him, considering he's got all the expertise in this space and recognizes the value there. But not only that, he then went on to say that he sees that private assets are, quote, game-changing for this technology and that he can't wait to see it happening. I think the fact that thought leaders like State Street and the decision makers at the top are in agreement with what we've seen from Larry Fink and many others, that tokenization is a technology that will be very important for the financial services providers. If you don't take it from them, there's nobody else that you can consider a real expert in this space and they're all on board with tokenization. Well, I mean, that's a natural choice. That is a actual trillion plus dollar asset manager and advisor, uh, one of the biggest movers in the world. And now they're going to go after ETFs. I think it's an absolutely phenomenal use case for tokenization. So I'm excited to see them get behind it. And with that, everybody, that's our show this week. Please like, comment, subscribe, share your thoughts. We'd love to engage with you. And do we find some news that you want to get covered on next, next show? Send it to me. LinkedIn, Twitter, send it to Herwig. Let us know what's going on. We'll talk to you next week. And of course, check out STM.co for all the latest trading news and happy tokenizing. Thank you.